this this podcast here um, for listeners who who likely haven't heard of Sister Michelle Butler, uh, power, powerful woman of God. I'm so glad she's here with us today. But uh, to to start off, Sister Butler, why don't you tell us a little bit about your testimony, about your life, and I know you have a unique story of how you came to Christian Life Center. Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, just to get started here. Okay, a little bit about my background is that I suffered abuse when I was a young girl at home around the ages, well, elementary school. And by the fifth grade, I started drinking. My dad had a fully stocked bar. Um, My dad was retired military. So drinking, going to the club, that was Mm -hmm. the usual for our home. And so because my dad had it there, I seen it a lot. Mm -hmm. And so through the abuse that I suffered, when things got really bad, then what I thought to relieve myself of all the pain and all the hurt, I saw that when they drank, people drank, they laughed, they mm. had fun. So I thought this was my, my out and the right. thing that I wanted to do. So yeah. I snuck down in my dad's bar and I took a bottle of liquor. Wow. I'll never forget it. I took it to school in the wow. fifth grade. And the level of pain that I had, most people would drink maybe a little cup or take a little sip. But I drank half the bottle. Oh, wow. In fifth grade. In the fifth grade. Oh, wow. Thinking and drinking this that it was going to relieve the pain. Yeah. Again, Mm -hmm. it was the pain that I was in, the torture, the things that I couldn't talk about, the things that I never spoke about, the things that my abuser made sure to make me understand I was never to tell or never to share. So Mm -hmm. for a young girl in the fifth grade, I could never handle really mentally, emotionally, everything that I was dealing with. Wow. And so I turned to the bottle and I started yeah. drinking in the fifth grade. Wow. And from there, once I got a taste of alcohol, I wasn't saved, didn't know Jesus, that became my out. That yeah. became my savior. Yeah, wow. And so from there, I went to marijuana, PCP, mm. cocaine, and wow. other drugs. And by the seventh grade, I started running away mm. and out into the streets. And that wow. opened up a whole nother world yeah being that young in the street wow wow and Mm -hmm. and and being uh involved with these things at such a young age how is it that you became exposed with progressively more because the liquor came from your home but those other elements that were were certain people attracted to you because you were already involved in alcohol or, or how did this progress so much at such a young age you said it attracted yeah those um The people that drink or that use or get high tend to come together. It's just like in high school. Mm -hmm. Back in the days, I don't know. Well, they probably have it now, too. But they used to have a smoking section Mm. in the schools. So you could go out and you go amongst the smoking section if you smoke. And so um, I would say, and I have to, now that I know the Lord and I understand more of the spiritual realm that spirits come together. Yeah. Right. And they yeah. know each other and they identify very well. Yeah. So if there's somebody there, very simply, if there's somebody there that is into academics, making straight A's, they're gonna hook up with the person that is in the library right. or wherever That's after true. school, study hall yeah. or in the clubs that do that. Yeah. And then those that are um into drugs and alcohol, they attract to each other, they yeah. come together. Wow. They identify mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like this. It's like this magnetism that, that 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 draws them to each other. Really, it's the strategy of the enemy. That's right. That's looking for connections to get people bound up in systems of life, in systems of living, uh, and, and and things like that. So, uh, tell us, uh, you know, what what was your life like when you finally came to God? How did you find God, and 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 how did you get here to CLC? Okay. When I was out in the world, I actually came from Maryland and I came to California. That's a long ways. Long ways, (laughs) long ways. And so I back at home, my mom would let us go with the lady to go to Bible study. Mm. When I, I remember just I was probably about the second or the third grade. So we went to Bible study, but I was so young. You just, you know, I wasn't really into it. But I remember what I felt. Yeah. And so 
when I came here to California and I really hit a bottom with the drugs and with the alcohol, I was going, and if anyone knows where Christian Life Center is, off of West Lane here, I actually used to travel to work, and I would pass this church mm. going to work on a graveyard shift. Yeah. And I would always pass this church, and I'd be getting high wow. because yeah. I can really say that I can't remember a day from the fifth grade wow. on that I didn't have something. Wow. I used something yeah. I used for years. Wow. And so on my way, I remember looking over at the church, and feeling something. Mm -hmm. Now I know it was a drawing. Yeah. The Bible says that no man can come of the Father unless mm -hmm. he be drawn by the Spirit. That yeah. is true. Amen. True. Amen. True. So I just didn't get an invitation. I just right. didn't walk up. I felt something yeah. drawing me here. Wow. And I felt that there was more. There was something greater than the God that I knew and that I was serving in the darkness that I was in. Yeah. And so when I really bottomed out, I was with my boyfriend, that's now my husband, and I asked him before he went and put me in another program, yeah. my parents were just put her in a program because yeah. I was messing up so bad. I asked him if he would bring me to church. And he said, yes, wow. take me to church. Yeah. And so I came to the church and I'll never forget the first time we came, we came, we went and way up into the balcony, hidden yeah. to the balcony. And I sat there and I heard a voice I heard back in the second grade. And it said, you're going to be wow. very still, very mm -hmm. solid, very soft. Mm -hmm. It said, you're going to be all right. And I remember that voice from a kid wow. when all the abuse came out yeah. and the rejection. Wow. And from that day, what I felt and what went into my spirit I knew I was going to be all right. I won't mm -hmm. say it was easy. All, all right. I did is I kept showing up. Yeah. All right. Wow. I kept coming. I yeah. didn't give up. I yeah. just kept showing up. And that's what I tell a lot of people. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. try to understand it. Right. You know, don't get over spiritual. What right. you do know, what you don't know, just show up. Yeah. Right. Show Let up. God be God. Right. Right. Good. Right. There's many times you don't, you know, you don't feel like showing up, but you show yeah. up anyways and the Lord meets you there that's right you know it, right. so the building that you came to is this building right is here on this building so were you yes. passing this this street right here this is the street you were passing you just felt the draw of the holy ghost that is correct bringing you here to this service so that in that right. first day that you were here did you go up to the altar where when did you start having those those experiences that were beginning to change your life and and really change the, your direction in life Back then, they used to have sheepfolds. Okay. And I had someone that came to me, one of the pastor's wives, actually came up to me. I didn't know who she was at the time and asked if she could do a Bible study with me. Mm. And she was very kind, and I was here. I know I needed something. Mm -hmm. I said, sure. Mm -hmm. And they started doing Bible studies with us. Mm -hmm. And it was Search for Truth. And I remember they would come over to our apartment at the time, and they taught us Search for Truth, and yeah. they would pray with us. And just what I felt, because, again, I didn't know a whole lot. Yeah. And the Lord began to minister to me through his word. Yeah. Through the power of the word. Amen. And I can remember the withdrawals, going through the withdrawals. I was really trying. I really wanted to kick this thing because yeah. it was destroying me. I knew that I didn't know whether I was going to live through it or wow, not. Wow, wow, wow. And I had hit so many times of being suicidal, trying to commit suicide, being out on the street, being jumped on, hurt. Beat. Wow. So I knew it wasn't a whole lot of options out there, yeah. but death was approaching. Yeah. And so I can remember going through the withdrawals, being sick and wanting to stay clean and sober. Yeah. And I remember one thing she told me, and I say it today, keep it simple, keep it moving. Mm. She said, just say Jesus. Yeah. Just say Jesus. Amen. I didn't know the scriptures. I didn't yeah. know the word. Mm. And I sure didn't know how to get past these withdrawals. Yeah. And I remember when the first withdrawal hit me, mm. I said, Jesus. Yes. And all I knew was to keep saying it. Yeah. And I, I testify today that I would be in the house going, Jesus, 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 yeah. Jesus, Jesus. And the withdrawal would leave. Wow. Praise the God. The darkness would leave and I would have strength to go on. Amen. Mm -hmm. And that was, that's what I did for mm -hmm. many of many weeks is just calling on the name of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. You Showing up. You Amen. still call on the name of Jesus today? Most that definitely. <laughs> most definitely. It still, says, it still stays simple, doesn't that's it? That's right. You still call that's on the right. name of Thank Jesus. You, that's right. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's amazing how, how you know, we many times we can complicate 
complicated because we get all yes. knowledgeable about the word yeah. of God and doctrine and the memorizing scripture and knowing this and that. But it really boils down to simple principles still. Yeah. It's the name of Jesus yeah. that has it. power and That's delivers it. you. Uh, all of the word is encapsulated in that That's name it. that when you call it, that's right. Yeah, amen. I got to be careful. Amen. Right. I'm a right. preacher. Amen. I'll start preaching in here. But... <laughs> amen. Yeah. Well, the Lord, it's obvious the Lord did a, a, a mighty work in your life. And as the years went on, uh, it, the Lord placed in your heart, and, and I really don't know the background of, of how it got started here, but all I know is that the Lord placed in your heart or used you to start this ministry here at CLC called Freedom. And and at that time uh, we called it freedom from bondage ministry. But I, I feel like mm -hmm. it's been shortened a little bit more to freedom, right? <laughs> right. To not right. have to say freedom from bondage right. every time. <laughs> you know? No, but it, it's it was a powerful ministry from the start. Uh, but I'm not too familiar with exactly how uh, this started. And tell us what was the inspiration behind this ministry and and how everything got started here at CLC. Okay. Yeah. So with freedom, it, w it was freedom from bondage, and we changed it to freedom ministries because I think people got a little concerned with bondage at times. Oh, okay. They really were in bondage, yeah. but they weren't. Uh, they weren't confessing mm. that they were in bondage. Mm -hmm. That was sometimes hard for people to say, because people that are in addiction. Two of the main reasons a lot of times they don't come out of it is because they're in denial. Wow. They think they still yeah. got control. Wow. They still think they still got it going on. Yeah. And the other one um, is denial and then fear of the withdrawals, wow. not wanting to go through the suffering of not having the drugs. Yeah. And so um, I actually had been in a lot of programs in the 12 steps and so on and so forth. But through all the programs growing up, I was in institutions and programs, they always taught us that this was going to end three ways, jail, institution, or death. Or yeah, you're going to uh, get clean and sober and stay in yeah. 12 uh, AA or CDA or yeah. whatever program. You were going to stay in that or, you know, you were going to other options. Right. And so what happened is that when I came and I got delivered, mm. big difference. Yeah. Right. Wow. Clean and sober and yeah. being delivered are two completely different things. Oh, that's mm -hmm. interesting. And coming through programs, you relied on a group or you relied on people. In deliverance, you rely on Jesus Christ Amen. and calling on that name and the power of God coming yeah. in, driving out the enemy, driving yeah. out the darkness, driving out whatever that struggle is Amen. and bringing right. your mind back into a peace yeah. and giving you strength. Yeah. And so once I knew that, this is key, um, when I got delivered— Two people came and gave me testimonies. Mm -hmm. Key thing is I had never, ever seen anybody get off of drugs or alcohol. Yeah. When they came and testified to me that Jesus Christ had delivered them and saved them, and they began to tell me only the things that people on the streets would know or people yeah. that were in addiction would really know, yeah. I believed it. I knew. And I had yeah. already had the feeling and the pulling of God, yeah. and the Lord was already keeping me. What that did is that sealed the hope that this is real Amen. and it's just not for a day. Yeah, it's right. just not for a week. Right. It's just not for an hour, mm. but this was something that I could keep. Yeah. Once I knew that, and then I began to get a week and two weeks and a month and three months of being clean and sober and the Lord beginning to heal me, then I had a passion to help other people. Yeah. And so I seen people in the church going through some of the same things that I had gone through and I just had a desire to share with them. I would just share my testimony. And I started with this book. It's called Healing for Damaged Emotions. It was a workbook. And it had scriptural basis. And we went through that on healing. And so I'll never forget. It was a little church in Sarah Vista. This was back when Bishop Haney was here. He had started some of the um, satellite churches. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you all are familiar with those. Yeah, but a little bit. I went to a satellite church to help out in Sarah Vista. And I asked to do a group with some people to just share about deliverance, mm -hmm. about drugs and alcohol, and how God could deliver. I remember we put out the flyers and I thought, you know, three or four people would show up. Twenty five people came the wow. first day. Wow. Packed out that little fellowship hall yeah. in the back. And 
I can remember we started off with prayer. I wasn't a Bible scholar, mm. not a Bible teacher, none of that. I had a testimony. Yeah, all right. Amen. And I shared my testimony. We had some scriptures, and we prayed. And God came in, and I had never seen deliverance at that magnitude. Yeah, wow. And people were, I mean, just screaming and wow. worshiping God and yeah. weeping and crying. <laughs> Because they felt the power yeah. of God. They felt hope yes. come in that room. Yes, they did. And Amen. they were strengthened. Wow. And the same thing that happened to me that day when the Lord spoke to me with that still, small voice, it was going to be all right, it spoke to them. Amen. God is not a respecter of per- persons. What he did for me, he'll do for others. That's right. Amen. And that's what began to happen. Yeah. And so they kept showing up. I kept showing up. Deliverance kept happening, and here we are 30 years later. Oh, hallelujah. God has not stopped. Yeah, he has not. He has not stopped. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I mean he's the same. Amen. 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 Praise God. That's (laughs) powerful. And it's almost like you fell into this ministry then. Like God said, you know, I need you to come give you a Bible study. He almost booby-trapped you in it and said, you know what, I'm going to have you here now. And who knew that it would last 30 years later? That's incredible. That's a powerful testimony in and of itself. Um, You know, one of the main uh, aspects of of my study, because I'm studying for my Ph.D. right now, and one of the primary aspects of this study is to actually look at the power of the testimony, uh, power of testimony. There is something powerful when you hear the story of another person. God works with that story. And when the people begin to hear, it's almost like the Holy Ghost enables an individual to imagine that that can be me. If God did that with them, God can do that with me. Yes. You know, and and, and many Mm -hmm. times I feel like the the church has been lacking a little bit as we've advanced, you know, and traveling Mm -hmm. around in different churches in the Pentecostal movement. You know, we don't we don't. uh, testify as it were as as right. much as we used to that's right and we don't we don't make as much time for testimonies as we used to right. but if we would tap into that resource that that resource as biblical in itself the bible itself talks yeah. about us being you know we we will overcome by the blood of the lamb right yeah. and the word of our testimony that's it. right and, and that's there is it. A, there's a victorious deliverance that comes yeah. When we testify testify about what God has done in our lives, um, have you integrated any of that testifying or testimony within Freedom Ministry Most as well? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Amen. As people come and they receive deliverance, yeah, and we will have sometimes we'll just have people stand up, introduce themselves. And if they've been clean a day, mm. that's a testimony. Amen. If Amen. they can put two or three hours together and that's they've right. been using Absolutely. for who knows how long, yeah. but they can say God kept me or I've been mm. clean yeah. for one day, yeah. that's a testimony. We celebrate that. And we and that's what we do. We Amen. celebrate them and celebrate yeah. the deliverance that they've received through Christ. And what I do is um, as the day, you know, as freedom goes on, we always have people come and share their testimonies. Well, yeah. Matter of fact, we'll have testimonies next week. All right. All Praise right. God. So, uh, so we continuously do. Amen. Amen. So now in in in, in the freedom ministry, um, you know, you have a lot of people who are coming through from different lifestyles, from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and with different kinds of addictions. Because I know Freedom Ministry doesn't just deal with substance abuse and things of that nature. All kinds of different addictions. It could be spiritual, emotional. It could be yes. substance. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some people who make it and some people who don't. Right. There are some people who find that deliverance and find that victory, that long-lasting victory, and mm-hmm. others that don't. Right. And 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 a question that comes to my mind is is what is the difference between those two individuals? What are perhaps, you know, I don't know, two or three characteristics, defining characteristics that differentiate those who make it and find that long-lasting victory and others who didn't get that deliverance that they were looking for. Right. I would say what differentiates the ones that are making it from the ones that are going back and that 
can't get it and hold on to it. Mm. One would be unforgiveness. Mm. Wow. There's been trauma in their life. Yeah. And I was one. I held on to unforgiveness because of my abuser. And the unforgiveness, what it was doing for me is it had me waiting to be repaid. Yeah. I felt I needed to be repaid. Yes. Wow. And so to forgive, to me, that released the abuser from what Mm. they had done. Wow. And so that's what I see people come in and they do not want to let it go. Yeah. They do not want to forgive. Yeah. The other thing is those that come in and they don't have true repentance. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 11, it says, With godly sorrow, godly sorrow worketh repentance, and it works it unto life, but the man's sorrow, worldly sorrow, works it unto death. Yeah. And I always minister this. Godly sorrow um, at times is something we have to really ask God for. Yeah. You know, because truth be told, some people may come in, they don't want to use no more, but they like using. Yeah, right. And they have to have godly sorrow mm. to bring them to repentance yeah. because worldly sorrow, they can keep messing up and just come with a, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, right. that's worldly. I'm sorry. But the I'm sorry is just like when we were kids and mom and dad say your brother and sisters were fighting, sister smacked brother, and then brother cried to mom. Mom said, go yeah. tell him you're sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. We're taught it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. But I'm going to smack you again the next chance I get. Yeah, you get into right. a fuss. Yeah. That, that's sorry. Right. And that's just the man's sorrow. Mm-hmm. But godly sorrow works repentance that wow. leads to life that brings change that's yeah good. the bible says it brings a carefulness yeah meaning now i'm more careful yeah. about what i'm doing that's very good. where i'm wow. going i'm not mm-hmm. going to the liquor store to All go right. get a piece that's of chewing gum yeah i'll go to the grocery store right. Right. there's a carefulness mm-hmm. there's a caring there's a clearing mm-hmm. and i always say that clearing is now i'm going to go home and i'm going to clean out my house there all them go. little cigarettes and them joints <laughs> that are in the back pocket in the back mm-hmm. closet right. underneath right. the bed yeah i'm going to go clear those things out yeah. and so the word is very very specific about what true repentance is. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't have true repentance. Yeah. They are still working on the I'm sorry because that's what they've done mm-hmm. all the time. When they mess up or they get caught doing something, they're sorry mm-hmm. about it. Um, again, that word caught, if they get caught. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of times I have people that we work with that comes from the courts or yeah, right. different. They're mandated yeah. or right. they have to be there. Yeah. So that, you know, you they're sorry of, at that yes. level. They're sorry they got caught. <laughs> All right. They're yeah. sorry they got caught, but right. they're not repenting. Mm. So knowing the difference between the two. Yeah. Um, with godly sorrow that works repentance, they're not going to keep going back because they're repentant. Yeah. And now. The repentance has brought change in the decisions that they make. And then the other one would be that they just don't want to give up the world. Mm. So now that abuse and all the things that happened to them, now that's an excuse why I can continue to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm angry. This is why I'm raged. This is why I'll fight. This is why I'll use. All these are excuses that continue to fuel the behaviors. And so not wanting to give up the world. And so, like I said, sometimes people, they they like, say, if it's getting high or say if it's someone that is um, that has emotional problems and they just go off and go into a rage and anger and cuss. They don't have to have no self-control because this happened to me. This, yeah. So they use the past as a excuse yeah. that hinders their future yeah. from them being completely wow. delivered. Wow, wow. And, and and brother Vince, uh, Pastor Vince Grimaldi, he's actually the the new believers of, uh, pastor here. If you have anything Amen. to ask that you would like to ask, make sure to interject. All right. Um, there is there is something that you said that first one, that first point that you that you made about forgiveness, made me recall my little brother's testimony. Oh. My brother Isaac. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know his his testimony and his past. But, uh, you know, he because he's gone through Bible college here, he graduated right now. He's in ministry out there in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. You know, he's out there in Washington, D.C. with Pastor Staten out there in D.C. Wow. Uh, but uh, he his deliverance came by way of forgiveness or at mm-hmm. least the opportunity was opened up to him for forgiveness when he was. 
I, I forgot what how old he was, probably 15 or 16. Uh, he started getting to invo- involved in drugs, and he got involved with, you know, he wasn't exactly in gangs, but he was enamored, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and, and with that lifestyle, with that presentation. Right. Mm-hmm. And one day when he was walking home from work, um, you know, some, some individual stopped. It was about a block away from where we lived and asked him for drugs and asked him if he had drugs. And uh, little did he know that and my brother was into drugs. You know, he was he was into using various things. And, you know, they just wanted a reason to get close to him. And once they got close to him, they began stabbing him. Oh and they chased him a block down the road wow. all the way to a donut shop. My brother told me that that experience, like he was running. And as he was running, they were stabbing him and they were stabbing him. He fell on the ground. They were stabbed. He kept running. They were out to kill him, and uh, he didn't know who they were. He didn't know what what gang they were from. You know, they were probably some 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 gang members that were trying to put in work, so to speak, and and just to do something that they can brag about with their you know with their homies or something. Right, but right. he told me that he could feel the blood leaving his body Jeez. and his life coming away from him, oh. he, and he said that he he at one point in time with what little breath he could gather because one of those mm. one of those shots actually nicked his lungs he he was telling god that if he if he was delivered from that situation that he would serve him and if god was real let him survive and he he experienced what they said what they say is your life flashes before your eyes mm. he actually saw he said he saw all of his life Wow. Flash in a second. Wow. And like a light. Wow. And he saw from a childhood all the way to that point in time. Flash, 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 flash. Mm-hmm. And the next thing he knew is he woke up in the hospital room. God had spared his life. Jesus. I remember I was preaching a youth service. I was preaching a youth service. And uh and I remember hearing that phone call from my brother, you know, that Isaac's in the hospital, he got stabbed and He's, you know, I remember going from that youth service that I had just preached to the hospital and being there the whole night and waiting for him to come to consciousness. Thank God his life was spared. But when he woke up, when he became conscious, he said, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want my his my uncle, which was our pastor. I don't want to see my uncle. I don't want to see nobody in here praying for me. I don't want anything to do with God. Even in that moment, wow. yeah. God spared him. Even in that moment when mm. God spared him, mm-hmm. he rejected God, yes. though God had saved his life. Mm. For many years, I'm gonna make a long story short, okay? Wow. Because for many years then he struggled with bitterness, mm-hmm. with anger, yes. furious anger, yeah. and the fear that came always looking over his shoulder ever since that day mm-hmm. he could not let go he had vengeance in his yes. soul yes. and 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 for years he carried that in his heart he mm-hmm. rejected god he came to be mm-hmm. self-proclaimed atheist or agnostic mm-hmm. you know and and there came a point in time where he actually found uh, uh someone who knew who had did that to him someone who began bragging about it and I remember that week he ended up texting us or something like that. Cause I remember because right be- it was right before a student body prayer mm-hmm. here at the college. It was when I was here at the Bible College. And he texted us, hey, guys, if you don't hear back from me, it's probably because I've done something. You know, I've done something and my, and my life is going to change, but I need to do this for myself. What I found out is that he, he had gotten his hands on a gun and he was going to go to this individual and get the names that he needed to enact vengeance. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's told this story and I, I don't know if it's exactly accurate. My, my memory fails me, but if it, if it's, if the, I believe that this is how it went, he went there, he saw this, this individual, he had the gun in his hand and right when he was going to get out of the car to do what he was going to do, he heard a strong voice tell him what if you just forgive him what if you just forgive and it stopped him in his tracks and he said 
forgive mm -hmm. him. And and my brother told me that he forgave at that moment in time and wow. something broke in him. Yes. Wow. Something was released yeah. in him. Mm -hmm. And and it mm -hmm. still took him a few months to get right. back to God. He started mm -hmm. going into Buddhism and Islam. Right. But he also started asking me questions. Mm -hmm. And he started asking my roommate questions. His name was Kwesi Kutessa. And he was talking <laughs> to him about Proverbs and about the Word of God. And yes. he began reading the Word. And yes. I, I believe it was not more than like three three months later just a few months later wow. he said god if you're real fill me with the holy ghost and that evening god filled them with the holy wow. ghost he fell Amen. back speaking wow. in other tongues Thank you, the Jesus. holy ghost changed you, his Lord. life mm, and and the amazing. reason why i'm saying that is is to talk about it wasn't the near-death experience that turned him around it was when he let go of yes. unforgiveness and bitterness yes. that yes. opened up the opportunity That's right. for God to get in there. That's right. That's how important that mm -hmm. is. So you yes, saying that is. it just recalled all that <laughs> all those memories of my brother's testimony. Amen. And then, you know, not a few months later, he was in Bible college. He yes. graduated from yes. the last week that he was here mm -hmm. at in Stockton. He baptized 13 a wow. youth in the youth wow. correctional facility wow. right down here right where, you, i don't know jesus. down archer somewhere uh, mm -hmm. on the outskirts of 13 yes. people baptized wow. them in jesus name wow and it just god has done some incredible mm -hmm. things in his life so uh, you power. know i agree with that power you know it is the the power of forgiveness and what it does to release and so many That's people right. hold on to that trauma yes, they do they hold on mm -hmm. to that because many times they feel that that's all they have, that's you right. know, to that's hold right. against them. That's right. They, it's like a defense mechanism mm -hmm. to say, you did wrong, this wrong right. to me, and right. you're going to pay it back someday. That's right. That's you know? right. So, mm -hmm. wow. Very wow, wow. I'd like yeah. to interject. Yeah, go ahead. And, uh, you know, as ministers mm -hmm. or in, as just individuals who desire to serve God, um, my question to you, Sister Butler, is how can we help? Mm -hmm. uh get individuals to that point of forgiveness yeah. to that point That's of godly good. sorrow mm -hmm. um because you know some come mm -hmm. and it's easy mm -hmm. right. others come and it's a process mm -hmm. right. um how would you uh for those who are going to be watching mm -hmm. um and want to make a difference in a new believer or a newcomer's life someone yeah. who comes who's in bondage right. how can we get them to that Very place good. yeah i would say you really got to listen to a person. All right. Because they'll say a whole lot. Mm. And if you ask questions, asking them just about themselves, mm -hmm. you know, just like we're, we're talking and I'm giving my testimony, asking them more about themselves. Sometimes people have a problem with becoming vulnerable mm. because in being vulnerable, they see they can see that um, as being a weak place of their life where they got hurt. And so we have to be careful. Sometimes we want to bring a person in and tell them just surrender. Right. And they're like, you know, trying to guard and protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to first listen to them and really understand them. And then being able to bring the word into where they are with examples, um, teaching, okay. teaching is, is huge. Mm. Being able to teach them the word of God and being able to listen to their story. Just let's keep it simple. Yeah. Just listen to their story yeah. and show God's love right there. Just showing the love of God. Right. You know, the concern, the compassion and that how sorry, because we are sorry that people yeah. have to go through the things that they've gone through. Yeah. But being able to show them God's love and just being there for them to listen to them mm -hmm. and maybe give them a hug. Women to women, men to men, of course. Um, but being able to be there for them. Yeah. You know, and share. I tell you one thing: the testimony. Don't mm. discount your testimony. Yes. All right, that is huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. because people want to hear what you've been through. Why should I listen to you? Right. About my life. Right. Right. But when you can tell me where you've come from, right. and how God has delivered you and saved you, or people in your family, you got my ear. Yeah. Because right. you're telling me something real. Yeah. And I can remember um, as when I as a very young saint just coming into church. And one of the sisters would say, just pray, 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 pray. 
Well, I would see how everybody else was praying. And first thing in my mind, I can't pray like them. Yeah. I, I, You know, so I always felt insignificant yeah. or unable to really pray. Mm. And so until I was taught, just talk to the Lord. Mm. You know, very simple. Keep it simple. Keep right. it yeah. very simple. So listening, keeping it simple sharing your testimony or others' testimony because the lady, the pastor's wife that came up to me in the balcony and asked if she'd do a Bible study didn't have a clue about drugs and alcohol. All right. She brought two people that were in the church that yeah. were delivered to right. give me their testimony. Yeah. Very very wise lady. Yeah. So yeah. wisdom. All yeah. right. So being able to share testimonies and to listen to them and to teach. Mm. All right. A lot of times we don't listen enough. Mm. We're ready to push it in that, you know, give them the word, give them doctrine, give them all these different things yeah. or trying to reshape them and how mm -hmm. they look and all these other right, things. Right. But the first thing they want to see is, are, are you even listening to yeah, me? Right. Do you even know who I am? Right. Do you know what I've been through? Right. Because you can quickly say something like, you just need to forgive. Mm -hmm. And you lost them right there. What right. do you mean forgive? Yeah. Do you know what that person did? Right. You know, yeah. they can. Exactly. You can strike a, um, a chord. A chord. Yeah. Thank you with them mm. where they're back out. Right. Because now they look at you as someone that just hurt them. Yeah. Right. Because right. you don't right. understand. Wow. Right. Yeah. So getting understanding yeah. of a person. Yeah. One thing you spoke, you said was vulnerability, right? And uh, people come and they're guarded because yes. of the hurt that they've experienced, that right. the things that have taken place in life, and and they don't know that this is a safe place, right? That's and right. so helping them get to that point of understanding yeah. what we are here for, yes. why we are here, That's right. is because this is what it's all about, right? Mm. Experiencing the love of God, experiencing a true relationship with your Creator, the Amen. one who who drew you here. But it's Amen. about getting them to that place where they can right. yield and surrender in the presence of God and the walls come down, so yeah. to speak. Right? Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yes. You know, one other thing that came to my mind, you know, that I think needs to be addressed as well is at least from the minister's perspective. Uh, many times uh, uh, people in ministry are intimidated by what they're going to hear. Right. Mm. And that mm. stops their willingness. Mm -hmm. You know, it, many times people say just pray because mm -hmm. they're intimidated by the darkness. Right. You know, right. there's some Very people good. who've lived That's out in true. the middle of nowhere who That's haven't right. heard of the kind of pain that we That's see here right. in Stockton. Mm -hmm. They've never they've right. never heard of such atrocities mm -hmm. that could happen to an, that one person can do to another. Right. And mm -hmm. and many times people feel intimidated by hearing things like that. Right. You know, you may have drugs down, but have mm -hmm. you have you dealt with an individual who was abused, a, a male young boy right. who was abused by their own father? That's right. That's which right. happens. That's real. Mm -hmm. That's, That's very real, real life. That's real. And we can hear the stories of individuals who had substance abuse. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what about all the other kinds of damage that they need to right. talk about and say, look, this is my story. Right. This is what was done to hurt me. Right. We as ministers, I think, have a responsibility to prepare our spirits. Amen. That's good. To That's be good. ready Amen. to receive that story mm -hmm. and yes. then not be afraid, That's but good. boldly say, I've heard all that you have to say, mm -hmm. and even after hearing all that you have to say, mm -hmm. let me tell you that Jesus is Amen. the answer. Right. There's something powerful when For that sure. happens. Amen. I've I've been counsel I've good. counseled with people who try to almost scare me. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. Then let me tell you what I've been through. Right. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, okay, Jesus can help you. That's, That's right. right. He can. Right. He can help. You're kidding me. Mm -hmm. God will change your life. That's right. Who is this God then? Right. Because I dished out all my darkness on mm -hmm. you. And even with all of that, with all of that, right. without a flinch in your eye, you told me that Jesus, he loves me mm. and that he is the way he'll forgive me. He'll That's cleanse right. me. He'll restore me. Right. There's something right. powerful. There's still about hope. That. Right. Amen. Even through all that, you can still offer me. Right. That's right. Hope. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's very so important. true. Mm -hmm. That is really important. good. Yeah. That is really good. So, uh, you know, speaking about about the minister involved in in the lives of people, we've talked about unforgiveness and and different aspects of that. Now, what is what is some encouragement that you can give 
listeners who are right now involved in these ministries, leaders of these ministries, or people who are who are part of that support group, you know, uh, in, in ministries that are similar to Freedom Ministry, because I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of them out there. I know in SoCal right. there's a few of them called Lifeline. Right. There's a few of them mm-hmm. called different things. Right. What what encouragement can you give to an individual involved in these ministries, uh, perhaps to, to, to help them avoid certain pitfalls or certain expectations of being involved in that ministry? You know, I don't know what kind of discouragement might come to somebody mm-hmm. who's trying to invest so much time and just to see people fall away and things of that nature. Right. You know, what can you say re- regarding that? I would say that you got to remember that your confidence is in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's good. And not within yourself. Mm. It's not about us. It's yeah. not about me. So as I'm trying to help somebody else, I know that it's not about me. But anything that I can give is going to be my testimony. Mm. And it's going to be the blood of the lamb. Mm. It's going to be the word. And sharing, them, sharing with them the power of God for hope. And for deliverance, sometimes workers get discouraged because people do. They go back out. But if they can remember that that soul's not theirs, it belongs to him. Yeah. And that the Lord is the one that is going to heal and deliver a person. Sometimes people, I think, take it personal when they lose a soul and they think it's something that I've done. But when we are being God's hands and his voice and, um, and loving people, the way that he did, they have a choice. Yeah. Remember, they always have the choice to stay and to come closer to God or to leave and go away and reject them. Yeah. And that doesn't have anything to do with us personally. Another thing is that we're not going to always have the answer. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes people think, you know, if I would have just said this, yeah. or I would have just done that. And they're the could have, would have, should have. But you've got to remember when you're coming with a pure heart, a clean heart for the Lord to help somebody, you're coming with everything you have. Mm-hmm. And if they make the choice to reject Christ, you've got to let it go and yeah. pray for them. That's yeah. the point that you go in and you intercede. Well, yeah. we should continuously intercede right. in prayer, but we just don't, you know, they're gone and that's it. No, you continue mm. to intercede and pray for them Yeah, because it can be discouraging that people leave. But remember, you're human. If you've invested time in a person in a friendship and becoming a friend and then they, you know, as my daughter would say, blow you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they just don't want anything else to do with you. Stop answering your texts. Yeah. Won't you know, you go by the house. They won't answer the door. Yeah. It's because they have some issues within themselves that Mm. have to be resolved. Yeah. And know that you've done all that you can do Mm. and then pray. Yeah. We're not going to have the answer to everything. But I believe that as we walk in the spirit, that God leads and guides us to do everything that we need to do and say what we need to say. Amen. And we've got to have that peace and trust in God. Yeah. Is there room for somebody without a past, without a testimony, so to speak, to be effective in a ministry like this. Let's say it's somebody who's been raised their whole life in church, has never mm-hmm. drunk, you know, a drop of liquor. Mm-hmm. Is there room for somebody like that to be effective in this ministry? And if so, how? Yes, definitely room for Amen. them. Because the pastor's wife that came and spoke to me and asked me to do Bible studies, she didn't know anything about addiction. Yeah. But her love, and I used to, I, we laugh about this still to this day. The love that she showed me, mm. I thought was unreal. Yeah. I was like, surely she, she's, this will end yeah. soon <laughs> when she really gets to know me. Yeah, it's a front. Huh? Right. <laughs> because one of my things were, and I think Brother uh, Pastor Vince had said it, is that giving, or maybe you had said it, but rolling out everything about me to scare people away right, right. because really I didn't want to set myself up yeah you know to for people to leave so I just yeah, put it let all me just out show there. you how it is right. so you can it's, know what you're gonna get exactly <laughs> right. just wait for you to tell me you can I'm used to that anyways yeah. you know wow. nothing can help me mm. and so one thing that she did is I remember even when I stopped showing up for church I remember I was at home one time and she, 
um, I heard someone at the door, and I went and I looked, and it was her. Wow. And I remember turning to my boyfriend at the time and said, these people yeah. won't stop. <laughs> what gives? Yeah, yeah. You wow. know, so I opened the door, and she came in just as sweet mm. and kind yeah. and loving, wow. and she encouraged me. Yeah. She saw, and I knew she was seeing something in me yeah. that I couldn't see in myself. Mm. And so her love and her encouragement, the endurance, persevering, and just continuing to draw me and show me love, that is what really, you know, that began to break me when right. I wanted to back up that there's something there. There's yeah. something, there's something yeah. there. Yeah. And you can see the love of God. You Again, you may not know what it is, but it sure draws you because you know it's real. Yeah. The power of God and the love of God yeah. is undeniable Amen. in any person. Amen. When they come in true love. Yeah. And I'll say another thing I've been witness. I had been witnessed to before I got saved. Mm -hmm. I can still remember those people that witnessed to me. Mm -hmm. And actually it's how they say, like a, the word will say, like a seed is planted. Another yeah. one waters. Right. I can still remember each one of those people. Well, and so when I really got saved, it just kind of came together. Oh, I remember these people yeah. and this is real. Right. Yeah. So for someone that doesn't have the experience of bondage, addiction, all they have to do is know the power in the Amen. name of Jesus yes. that will bring hope yeah. right. to right. somebody else. Amen. And surely they can use any experience in their life yeah. to show hope. Mm. Tribulation worketh patience. Yeah. A lot of times pe people get patience wrong. Patience is the ability to suffer a delay without complaining. Yeah. So you have anybody, let's take away drugs and alcohol. They've learned to have patience through a tribulation and trouble. Tribulation mm. worketh patience. Patience, experience. That's that testimony. And their experience works hope. Once they got that hope, that yeah. hope right there, I can take to anybody. I yeah. don't care what you're going through. And yeah. I can mm. tell you, if God did it for me, he'll yeah. do it for you. That's right. Amen. Hope. Hope, Amen. no matter yeah. what it is, well, because remember, um, drugs and alcohol are a symptom to something deeper within the heart. Yes. It's only a symptom. Yeah, right. So a lot of these other eating disorders or whatever, mm -hmm. depressions mm -hmm. and all these mm -hmm. other things are symptoms to that broken heart. Right. To that hurting heart, to that yeah. sick heart. So if you minister from a heart level yeah. in ministering to someone having Jesus Christ in my life and yeah. knowing what he's done for me. Did he wake me up this yeah. morning? He Amen. woke me up. Amen. Guess what? He'll continue he's to wake right, me yeah. up. That's right. When I cry unto the Lord, mm -hmm. he heard my cry. Yeah. He knows my voice. He knows right. my name. Yes. So there's so many other things that you can minister and testify about on yeah. your own personal life. Yeah. That will encourage somebody else. Amen. I don't care what they're coming out That's of. Right. The power of God is the power of God. Amen. All right. Hope Amen. is hope. Love that's is right. love. That's right. Amen. Amen. Oof. Man, we that's that's powerful. There are some some powerful some powerful moments here in this whole interview. I don't know how much more time you have left. Are you do you have a time limit here of how long you can be here with us? I'm good. Yeah, I'm you're good. all right. Okay. Yep, I'm all right. <laughs> okay. I because I did want to go back a little bit here to to godly sorrow. Um and uh, the aspect of the sorrow of man versus godly sorrow. Uh, there is an aspect of um, of human sorrow and human sorriness mm -hmm. uh, that is. There's that aspect that it where it's it's not that true debtful sorrow, but it also there's another another aspect that is self destructive, where an individual. Uh, feels bad to the point where they feel no value and they mm -hmm. say yeah. you know i regret it and it's that very regret that's actually taking them back yes. to those things that's i am good. worth nothing mm -hmm. i have no value yes. i no one could love me no one can forgive me um and many times it's this aspect of 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 no one in this because we as human beings we're people of, of community mm -hmm. so many times like if it's a young woman she'll feel i can never be loved again mm -hmm. i can no one's going to value me yeah. and even a young That's man true. who will be able to take my past and know That's my right. past mm -hmm. uh, you know um it, it, so uh, how do you minister to people who have that kind of self-destructive view of themselves and saying, I have no value. I can't be here. You know, right. I can't do this because mm -hmm. I have no, that's that, that human sorrow. That's yes. really self-destructive. So. Yes, definitely. 
what you have to do is find out where that belief came from because mm. it's a belief. Okay. They're believing that yeah. about themselves. So just like if someone comes to the church or they're coming to God and they grew up a certain way at home and there's things that they were taught that they believe yeah. to be true. Yeah. Okay. If it's Santa Claus and they put cookies at the chimney yeah. and I mean, my goodness, that Santa was going to have some cookies. Right. I was baking them. They were, But the belief system, mm -hmm. so it's very strong. Yeah. And remembering that the enemy, with his voice, helps to establish yeah. those belief mm. systems in a person. So if a person believes I'm insignificant, I'm nasty, I'm dirty, yeah. believe me. And I've, I've come from that as a young girl through the abuse. Mm -hmm. And the abuse that I had was molestation. Mm -hmm. And so in that abuse, I thought I was the nastiest, the dirtiest young lady that was around. Yeah. I can remember just cringing as yeah. I would get on the school bus with wow. all the other girls. And inside, nobody knew the torment. Yeah. And the voices wow. that I was hearing within me of what a bad person that I was. I thought I was just ugly and just terrible. I mean, to the point I thought I smelled just wow. all kind of things. It was a torment, but it was a belief that I had about That's myself. Right, yeah. And so when a person is trying to, um, when you have to deal with someone that has issues with what they believe about themselves, you have to get to why do you believe that? Mm -hmm questions are going to be key in delivering yeah and and the lord will give you the question to ask yeah because when that person answers that they may say i don't know why I believe. and i tell them you know what i want you to pray about it mm. and what i always tell a person is to write from the the earliest that they can remember their life and do a journal writing and as they begin to write some of these things because to have a belief like that, there was something that caused that belief yeah. and some pain. That's and sometimes that pain is buried so deep yeah. that they don't even remember yeah. where it's it came from. Way back in the memory. Way exactly. Back wow. And so coming to that place to where if you can, and, and not if you can, God will, because yeah. he wants them to be delivered. Right. They will come to a place where they remember. Right. But you have to be very um, cautious and gentle and mindful yeah. because once you open that up, mm. they may not be prepared right. if it's something that they have stuffed yeah. and that they've hidden. They may not be as prepared as they thought they were. You know right, what I mean? Or right, you thought right. if it comes out. Yeah. And what you do at that point with that hurt and that pain, that's where prayer comes in Amen. and encouraging that God is a healer. Yeah helping them to understand that we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And so if something has happened to a person, they, you know, some of it could be, well, why didn't God protect me? Right. Well, we live in a fallen yeah, world. Right. I'll take them all the way back to Genesis yeah. to be able to break down how shame was birthed yeah. then with Adam and Eve, you know, right. so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And um, the blaming and stuff like how things began in the beginning but yeah. god did not intend right. for these things to happen but because we're in a fallen world these are the things that happen yeah so again going back to the belief where that belief started from in yeah. a person where did it start the other thing is for them to forgive themselves mm. i remember there was a time in my life when um i was saved but i had made a huge mistake a couple of years after i had gotten saved and my mind went back to who I was before. Mm. And the enemy tried to deceive me, tried mm -hmm. to trick me. See, you'll never change. Yeah. Nothing will ever change. You're the same. You're going to always go back, blah, 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 and all that. And I can remember just feeling a darkness and a heaviness wow. that I could not lift because of the mistake I made. Yeah. And I kept saying, well, I did this. I knew right from wrong. And I yeah. made a choice to do this. And I've messed everything up. And I remember I was talking to a pastor and he said something so simple. He said, let me ask you a question. If God can forgive you, mm. who are you that you can't forgive yourself? Mm. And when he said that, it was like a light went on. Yeah. That I am not God. Yeah. All right. I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes and I can get past this. Mm. If the almighty God Amen. 
who has given me this life and this salvation Amen. can forgive me. Yeah. And my sins are as far as the east is from the west. Mm. If he can forgive me, who am I? I'm not greater than him. Right. And I was able to forgive myself. Yeah. Wow. I hope that makes absolutely. <laughs> that makes me want to serve God for the rest of my life. Amen. Right. You know, it's Amen. like, you know, how do I deserve this? Yes. How did I yes. earn this? Yes. And maybe that's a key aspect of, of it as well, is realizing that it's not about me earning it or that's deserving right. it. Right. Yes. Doing something to it. Jesus paid the yes. price yes. already, yes. and yes. because of that, I can accept Thank this this mm -hmm. unworthy, you know, gift. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, this gift that I'm not worthy of from God, but yet Jesus has told me you are worthy and I already paid the price mm -hmm. to prove it for That's you. Right. Yeah. That's you know, right. the word of God yeah. says, what does it say? He who is forgiven much loves much. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And it's not by our works of righteousness. That's right. We have done. That's mm -hmm. right. But it's because of his mercy and Amen. his grace. Amen. Amen. Wow. And just knowing that it's not by our works. We didn't work ourselves up here. Yeah. So it's nothing we have to do. Yeah. We just right. have to receive. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. So, you know, uh, going back to Freedom Ministry, uh, where where is Freedom Ministry going? What, what is the vision for Freedom Ministry in the coming months, in the coming years? I know we're mm -hmm. just coming out of COVID. Yes. You know, <laughs> I, are there things that have had to change because, the, you know, it was COVID? And, right. and what is Freedom Ministry kind of doing to get, get, get back now that we're, you know, almost on the other side of this, this pandemic? Right. Well, Part of Freedom Ministries is we helped out with the recovery homes. Mm -hmm. So we were involved with the court systems and we were an alternative program to the 12 step program. Mm -hmm. So we were able to pick up people from the different programs and bring them to church yeah. as an alternative. And I won't say church, but I'll say to freedom. Yeah. But it is a Bible program. Yeah. So it was an alternative. If, if they chose the Lord, then they the um, programs had to you know, be able to allow them to go yeah. in the direction of Freedom Ministries okay. versus a uh, 12-step program or AA or what yeah. have you. Yeah. And so during the pandemic, those programs shut down and stopped letting people out, of course, and stopped allowing us to go in. Mm. Now they're opening back up. Okay. And so we're trying to just reestablish and start picking people up again. But I tell you, it's amazing. It's amazing. All things work together for the good yeah. to them that love God and are called according to his right. purpose mm. because it has not slowed down. It showed us another element of freedom, actually. Okay. And it's really going after people that um, are suffering. Yeah. But it's just not about program. Yeah. So we've actually extended ourselves more in different areas because those areas kind of opened up and showed themselves yeah. to us because of hurting people, yeah. even in this pandemic. Yeah. As they, you know, as they were put in positions where they had to go into lockdown and different things, people that weren't as visible mm. and you didn't know had some problems mm. or they were able to medicate it in different ways, yeah. being out there or to hide it in different ways, couldn't hide it as yeah. well. And so they begin to reach out for help. Wow. So where are we now? We're um, trying to open up another man's home, okay. another woman's home. Okay. We want to be able to provide a person when they're coming in and seeking deliverance. A lot of pe times people struggle because they go back into the same atmosphere yeah. or the same neighborhood or the same right. family right. or right. area. With the same cycle, same exactly. people, same friends, the same corners. They yeah. Know. And yeah. they struggle wow. and they struggle with that and then trying yeah. to, to come back and so on and so yeah. forth. So yeah. now we are pressing forward yeah. to do more outreaching. Yeah. Now things are opening up yeah. to do more outreaching and to have the alcohol and um, the alcohol and drug recovery home Wonderful. for men and for women wow. and for families. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to be praying for that effort, you Amen. know, that everything gets Amen. relaunched and, and, and new, new pathways, new horizons, new yes. directions, Amen. new open doors in Jesus name. You know, I, I really believe that this church, we're going to experience unprecedented revival. 
Yeah. And uh, we just got to find the wind of the spirit and follow That's its it. direction Amen. and see it. wherever God takes us. So, uh, you know, Amen. I think this is a great, great, great place to stop the, you know, the interview. It certainly Amen. won't be the last time that we have Amen. you here, Sister Butler. And we certainly want to bring you here with with other individuals as well. Right. You know, it's I know uh, Pastor Morgan Ellis and uh, we've we've talked about having you and Sister Tina Royer here at the same time because right. both of you have gone through different different avenues, but uh, yeah. have, both of you have incredible testimonies of deliverance, Amen. Amen. and I think that dynamic would just be wonderful to have in in, in an interview. Awesome. So, uh, you know, thank you for being with us. I'm really thank grateful. You thank you for sharing everything that you had, being so open. Um, so open in, in, in this pot. I know it's going to bless a lot of people. So. Amen.